banter, news, and everything to do with the topic. These were the ingredients chosen to create a mediocre podcast, but they accidentally added an extra ingredient to the concoction. Chemical X. And thus, the Powerpuff Girls episode was born! Using their ultra-super podcast powers, Craig Lewis, Nathan Kappeser, and Bubbles have dedicated their lives to talking about fighting crime and the forces of evil. is under attack! I'm tired of being a joke to everyone around here. I'm taking down this whole town with you bloody bastards in it. I got me a quick burning match this time too. Not quick enough, guy. He's not our guy, Bubbles. He's right. I'm not your guy. I'm innocent. It was the monkey, I tell you. My name's John Johnson. That's enough out of you, you calculating Catholic conspirator. You're going to the big house, mister, where you'll be able to think long and hard about what you've done. <laughs> long and hard. Whoa, whoa, whoa hey, easy. Dude, she's like five. Not cool, dude, not cool. And nobody loves me. <laughs> 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 Once again, the day has been saved. Thanks to the Powerpuff Girl and Craig and Nathan. You're listening to Fairpoint. I'm Craig Lewis. I'm Nathan Kappeser. And thank God Guy Fox is back behind bars. The world can sleep soundly knowing that for the time being they're safe. I think they probably would have always been safe. He, that, that dude doesn't know how to light a match. Where, where there's light, darkness inevitably follows, and, and we know he will, he will strike again. If you're not, citizens. <laughs> I fucking love the Powerpuff Girls. I am... I like the Powerpuff Girls. I wasn't a fan growing up, I have to admit. Dude, one of my favorite memories, like high school memories, me and a couple of friends of mine, this was the 4th of July. I had the house to myself. My parents were out of town on a camping trip. And a few friends and I took a bus to the mall to go see the Powerpuff Girls movie. Okay. Fantastic movie. One of my all-time favorite films. Really? I fucking love it. You, you haven't seen it, have you? I haven't. You see, my, my disinterest in the Powerpuff Girls really comes at a, at a stupid price because it came out in 98, right? Okay. I was like 14, at the time, and I was kind of in that starting to get out of cartoons phase slash, oh, that's for girls anyway, so I never even gave it a, sh- a real chance. See, one you of know, the things... I watched it more recently, and I was like, damn, I missed out. I really <laughs> did miss out. That's actually one of the things I really love about Powerpuff Girls is mostly from where I came from, it never had that stigma of being like, oh, that's for girls. Like, pretty much everyone I knew had respect for Powerpuff Girls. Like, oh, yeah, dude, Powerpuff Girls kick ass. Maybe there was some bully at the school. It's like, oh, you like Powerpuff Girls? <laughs> That's gay. 
But I mean, like, your average, like, dude that I knew who, yeah, if I asked him, like, hey, man, you ever watch My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic? He'd be like, no, that's for girls or something. But if I'm like, hey, man, you ever watch Powerpuff Girls? He'd be like, oh, yeah, dude, Powerpuff Girls kicks ass. I don't know if that's universal. Clearly it's not. Yeah, well, it wasn't really even talked about. I just It was just something I always kind of thought. I never really gave it a chance. I didn't, and I'm upset with myself and now i have I, to pay I the make price myself sick <laughs> thinking oh uh, you, you should definitely make a point of watching the movie if you're gonna watch anything the animation gotcha. is top notch it's the origin i've of been the watching Girls and they do it uh, so well i've been watching on netflix there's a few seasons on there get the movie it's it's fantastic you won't regret it but me and my friends went to see it i'm not sure if this is the day it premiered look it up did it premiere on july 4th if it did then we saw it on premiere day look it up <laughs> After seeing the movie, we were leaving to catch a bus home, and there was some girl working at one of the clothing retail outlets, standing outside of her store, just crying and distraught, and we were like, oh my god, what's wrong? What's going on? You know, 16-year-old raging hormones, and just, you know, all-around nice guys that we were. (laughs) How can we help you? How can we be of assistance? And we just saw the Powerpuff Girls movie. You know, you, you go see a movie, see a Jackie Chan movie. You just want someone to fuck with you so you can break out some karate <laughs> so, afterwards. So you can save the day. Yeah. Powerpuff style. So we just saw Powerpuff Girls. We're like, yeah, we got to be of assistance to those in need, sir. There were three of us, too. Hey, not to interrupt you, dude, but I just looked it up. And uh, July 4th was opening weekend. So it came out on the 3rd. Oh, word. Oh, what was the 3rd of Friday? 4th of Saturday or something? I don't fucking know, man. Wikipedia <laughs> okay. doesn't tell me all that. Well, basically, uh, this this lady had a some type of family emergency or something pop up, and she was she needed to take care of it, and her boss was nowhere to be found. And and uh, was it Mojo Jojo? And, yes, apparently no. But uh, kidnapped the boss. That despicable bastard. She needed to leave, and she couldn't just leave the store unattended for people to just come in and steal shit, you know? Right. So she was just like, fuck, I don't know what to do. Like, I have to go. And we're like, we're on it. And we will watch the store for you. (laughs) Yeah. So the next five hours was me and my three high school buddies running Claire's. No, that didn't happen. Um, I was about to say, like, I can't believe she just randomly trusted three <laughs> high school kids. <laughs> like, thanks, guys. <laughs> no, we, we went and found a security guard for her and blah, blah, blah. Basically, we ended up missing our bus home. So we had to walk home. So we went on this grand adventure. It was one of the, you know, as an adult, I've walked all over this city of Syracuse. Back then at like age 15, 16, however old I was. It was an adventure walking home from the mall and, and we took a few shortcuts. And at one point we were cutting through the ghetto, walked by this big, huge like field where there was this huge 4th of July party going on. They had a few basketball courts on one end. They actually had a stage set up where people were doing karaoke and freestyling. Oh, man. They had barbecues going on. We just walked in, introduced ourselves to this giant just Joined in on a barbecue, and everybody's like, oh, hey, grab a fucking burger. Yeah, man, played some basketball. <laughs> I, I, Poorly, uh, I might add. No. <laughs> it, was, it was an awesome time. You know, then walked the rest of the way home. I had the house to myself. I don't remember the, how the entire rest of the day went, but it, it was fucking fantastic. Nice, nice. Well, recently on YouTube, I've I decided to take a step into maybe watching some narratives of uh, games I had no option in playing. I've done that before. I did that with the Ghostbusters game. I watched about uh, okay. half of it, and then my roommate ended up getting it. 
So I watched that half over again. And, <laughs> and then the, the final half. And then finally got to see how it ended. And most notably, though, I did it with the Jurassic Park game. Okay. Which I'm so glad I did because that the, game... That's even better because those Telltale-type games, they're basically primed for just a narrative story experience. Well, if I did that with The Walking Dead, I would feel like I really missed out because there's a lot of emphasis on your choices and everything. Right, right. The Jurassic, the Jurassic Park Park's game, more though, straightforward. honestly, man, it looked like a horrible game. That game looked fucking awful. But there's a pro and a con. There's a bright side to this because... As a Jurassic Park fan, that game had some major fan service. References to the novel, references to the movies. It was nice. The story and the characters and like all that was played really well. I really enjoyed that. But I playing it, I would have been severely disappointed. So then you know where I'm coming from then with not being able to play a video game, but hearing a lot of good things about it and wanting to at least see the story behind it. Uh, the Last of Us is one game I've wanted <sighs> to try or check out, and I just have oh, no man. option without buying a PS3 and then the game, you know? And there's this one guy on YouTube. It's basically called The Last of Us, the movie, done by user DanSG08 on YouTube. I feel like I should give him a shout-out because he did more than just play the game and post it. What he did was he cropped out a lot of stuff, so it, made, it felt like it was more of a movie experience. Cut down on the tedious bullshit walking. He edited that Dude. out of the video. He edited out uh, pointless combat that didn't have any narrative to it. He kept some combat in that was necessary. He just it, it, It's that a six-hour awesome. movie. You watched the whole thing? The whole thing. It took me about th- uh, three days in like a couple different spot parts. Yeah, my roommate just played that whole game. But I tell I... you what, the, it was... It was amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad I did it because I don't think I would have ever played the game myself. Yeah, I, I didn't really play it, but I watched most all of it. And I mean, I, I do have a reputation for having watched a lot more games played than I've actually played myself. And this, and, honestly, but, this is, would be like one of the first I've ever done that with. This That's one of the most suited to doing. Like, it's it's like watching a movie. A game like, that is basically a narrative. I did not feel like yeah. I was watching my roommate play a video game, because I've done that a lot, and I know what it feels like. <laughs> right, um, right. And it, it did not feel like that. It felt like I was watching a movie. But even I, with this, it like, fantastic. it cuts down on the tedium of of just, you know, oh, there's just a bunch of combat right now, and then, oh, they're just walking and doing nothing and just wandering around, picking stuff up. It left all that crap out. So you, it just focus on the story itself. And I, I tell you what, that's probably a long-ass game to play, if you ask me, if, it, if the finished product is six hours. Actually, it, he finished it rather quickly. And I would also like to throw out here that we're not just, you know, kissing this game's ass because, you know, it's The Last of Us. Everyone's talking about how awesome it is. Like, if you're familiar with me, I, I'm the last person to be like that. Actually, before I watched The Last of Us, I was in the camp of, yeah, I'm sure it's overrated like everything else people fucking freak out for. I uh, knew that they weren't actually zombies because I've heard talks about that, oh, but I didn't realize it was started. like... Don't get me started. It was like uh, fungal mushroom faces. Yeah, but when they first announced The Last of Us, they were billing it as a post-apocalyptic world without zombies. There were like no zombies. They They distinctly gave the impression that it was just people. And then suddenly you're like, oh, so there's no zombies. There's just a disease that affects people and makes them half dead, half alive, killing machines, mindlessly wandering that about. That can transmit and... this disease and kill you in days. Yeah, so that, no, 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 they're not zombies. 
They're just no, disfigured. No, no. You, but you can get there. You can get the disease through bite. The disease to you and turn you into one of them. But here, oh, here's the other thing. You know, this is what zombies can't do. They can't explode into spores and, and make you inhale the virus. As far as I'm concerned, it's it's another take. It's a, it's a twist on the zombie mythos. Like it, they're clearly not just zombies, but it, zombie-like. it's an extension of that type of story. They're definitely zombie-like. But yeah, it was a good game. So, Craig. Yes, I'm. I, I really want to be well informed about the news, about like modern events and everything. But, but my like my major conflict here, like mainstream news sources, like the stuff I get on the TV, the stuff I get in the newspapers, on popular internet websites, it's just too relevant and informative and legitimate. Like I, 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 I just want something that's irrelevant that really doesn't affect my life that has nothing to do with any anything that's all that important and uh you know the like i'd i'd like somebody ill informed like pr- preferably too ill informed like nobody's to just kind of bullshit about it well nathan i see what you want there and g- good news everybody well that's what i'm looking for <laughs> good i can or bad. i can give just this news, to you so long as i can news. give this to you maybe you know not not exactly News that matters, but news that might be a little bit on the interesting side. I I, we, I can give or take interesting. <laughs> Fair enough, as long as I got something, right? Have you heard of the movie Panzer Chocolate? I have not. I believe it's a zombie film. It's a horror film. Uh, it's an international horror film. Uh, it's not American. It's foreign. And it's not American. It's foreign. <laughs> no, it's German, all it's right? Foreign. It's from Germany. Yeah. Who's Panzer Chocolates? I'm not sure what this movie's about per se, but in theaters, it's gonna be released with an app that uh, that the film company is, is oh, setting so bringing out. Bringing back gimmicks. First was the gimmicks. Th- no, nope. yeah, first was 3D glasses. Then was like smell vision and yeah, all that and stuff back in the 50s and now 60s. We're and now we're doing basically it again. condoning people using their their smartphones while watching a movie yeah wait yeah doesn't the fucking movie theater tell me to turn my phone off no they, now they say put it on silent actually oh okay. when you go there it says please turn your phone on silent really yeah. i thought they told you to turn it off because it's a bright light too yeah you could dim that shit down <laughs> there's a please, dimmer please dim your phone and put it on <laughs> and put silent. it on silent Please, please, please. Your Facebooking might be infringing on other people's movie experience. Regal Cinemas reminds you not to be a dick to the other people watching the movie. Yeah, they're basically having an interactive mobile app that's going to be triggered by sound from clips in the movie. So you play the app during the movie, and when something happens, it'll bring up you know, a comic book, a little video game, a little novel or something, like background stuff to the movie. And slightly interesting slash slightly annoying slash maybe ruining my movie experience yeah i mean that's cool that's cool but yeah it's, it's like well it's, they're, they're like listen we know you're not it's an ambitious idea <laughs> ambitious is the is the word we're all looking for they're like oh we know that you're probably not going to pay much attention to this movie so instead of just you know doing the other thing on your smartphone maybe we try to bring you back into the movie you know maybe give you a little <laughs> comic book to look at maybe maybe you even got you know a little a little uh, behind the scenes clip from the director guess what panzer chocolate 
this scene didn't test well with audiences. <laughs> Give them a comic book to look at. <laughs> this will explain everything that they cut out and edit. I gave that bitch a comic. Bitches love comics. Uh, well, <laughs> that that is some girls, yes. <laughs> I didn't say shit about girls. I said bitches. Oh, honestly, if we're talking about bitches, I don't think bitches love comics. <laughs> nah. Bitches, bitches, man. Cocker spaniels. Pit bulls. Doberman pinchers. I chihuahuas. Really, I don't think they grasp the concept of, of reading. I and... gave that bitch Caesar Milan. Bitches love Caesar Milan. No. No. Dude, they don't love comics. They love manga. Fair. Because dogs can read in Japan. Japanese dogs, yes. Uh, there's no word on whether this movie is even going to be released in, in America, but it probably will eventually with subtitles or a uh, very poor dubbing job. Pomeranians, Jack Russell Terriers and shit. Are we really still on this? <laughs> there are plenty other ambiguous news stories to look at here. All right, so moving on. Let's move on then. Uh, everybody knows, you know, I'm sure you've heard about the issues going on in Sochi with the Olympics and the poor conditions that these poor athletes have to sustain while um, serving their time. That's what I'm considering it. Time served in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> there was one interesting little thing by Olympian Johnny Quinn posted to Twitter, posted a little photo of him after he tried to take a shower and the 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 door locked him in. He was locked inside his bathroom. Couldn't get out. Well, gee, Jenny Quinn, if you're not going to let the rest of us take a shower, maybe you should just be the entire fashion club. That's not what I was saying. <laughs> Stacy, no. I can't hold up the entire fashion club by myself. <laughs> well, maybe you should have thought about that before you just destroyed the whole bathroom. Wow, you do a much better Stacy than I do. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or what. Wow, it sounds just like Stacy. What was her name? The Dits. Well, yeah. they're all Ditzes, but the space cadet out of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I love Daria. Me too. Me too. Uh, but no, he decided that wasn't going to stop him. He was getting out of this this little hellhole he called a bathroom. And he decided to barrel through the door. And uh, I do have a picture of what the door looked like after he went through it. And you got to see this. It's just almost looks like the thing was made out of fucking plywood. <laughs> Holy shit. What, did he jump through it? Because there's a clear, like, three feet, like, that there's n the door is not damaged. Well, I, I think he just started, like, punching at it first and then shouldering it. And then he just, you know, as he oh, was, okay, yeah, that makes as sense. it broke away, he out. just started, like, yeah. ripping more off apart from it. And then just I like imagining out. that he just, like, ran back and dived <laughs> at the door. Like, it was just, uh, like, like a dude jumping through a plate glass window out of building. <laughs> the whole thing shatters. Johnny Quinn is a bobsledder for the U.S., and he's got to give props to his time spent in the NFL for being able to do this. He said it was like, oh, he said he used his training that he received while doing sled work in the NFL. So he used to play for the Packers. He was on the practice squad, but still. Oh, okay. He pushed. He pushed a few uh, line sleds in his day. Could save your life. Yeah, because he left his phone on the other side of the door. 
<laughs> oh, really? He had no. He couldn't even call anybody to come help him. He was just locked in there. <sighs> that was his only out. Why would you leave your phone? You're going to the bathroom. He's taking bring a shower f- in the bathroom. Why wouldn't you bring your phone in there with you? Because you don't want it to get all uh, destroyed by the humidity. You leave don't want it water in your, to like, get into the Leave it phone. in like your jeans pockets. It still gets hit by water. Water vapors, man. Science. Speaking of science, well, I don't know if it's science so much as it is uh, reckless innovation. Science. Oliver's Just travels. Just ask Ian Malcolm. That, that's science in a nutshell. No, that was chaos theory. No, I'm saying Ian Malcolm's opinion on science was like basically that it's like just reckless innovation. Okay, so it's science. Yes, back to science. Fine. The travel agency, Oliver's Travels, has come up with a new luxurious hotel fling for uh, mostly rich couples, I'm guessing. As most of those things are. Yeah. They've taken ownership of what they call a leisure submarine, where a couple could go down into a submarine and spend a night at the bottom of the ocean in a nice fancy uh, room that they have set up there, looking out under the sea life. And it's called the Lover's Deep Package. I would love for you to guess at how much uh, a night, deep. a night down in this submarine hotel would cost. A night. In the Lover's Deep package. <laughs> there's, there's, you can't put a price on that. <laughs> $12,000. Up or down? Way undershooting it. Undershooting it? Holy shit. I, you said I'm way undershooting it. $76,000. Close. Over or under? It's over that. Shit. It is. Wait, wait, wait. $94,000. That's Close, a weird closer? number for it to be. Closer? $112,000. You're getting there. It uh-huh. is $140,000 per person per night. Wow. So that excludes 99% of the population from going on this <laughs> trip. And even then, the rich people are like, whoa, now that was a vacation. <laughs> we're going to have to save up next time we do that. <laughs> Well, geez, for that price, that cruise better give me a happy ending. Oh, it does that, too. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. (laughs) At least it fucking better. Powerpuff Girls is an animated series created by Craig McCracken that centers around the titular team consisting of three young, super-powered, crime-fighting girls. Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup. Yes, I always love seeing things created by fellow Craigs. (laughs) So the Powerpuff Girls were originally drawn on orange construction paper with Cran on a makeshift birthday card for McCracken's brother. Which is pretty awesome. I've actually already posted that picture on Facebook. So if you're not already a fan, go like our page, facebook.com slash fairpointpodcast. Love the shameless plugs. (laughs) But it's worth it just to see this picture, dude. If you're a Powerpuff Girls fan, or you could go to Craig McCracken's DeviantArt. But like, 
could you, you know, could you just think about it though? Mr. McCracken's brother, younger brother. I don't know if he's his younger brother or his older brother. Well, regardless, his younger brother. Regardless, how cool is it to be like, whoa? Well, he sent me this birthday card, and then like a year later, he has this show made about these characters that he put on my birthday card. (laughs) Seven years later, actually, this was in 1991. Ah, so yeah, I mean, that's that's got to be valuable, if you ask me. Oh, I'm sure it is. I I don't think anybody has it. I'm sure it belongs to his brother. Yeah, I'm sure the brother still has it, or he probably threw it out a few days later. Well, no, 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 because he posted the picture on. DeviantArt, so ah, he had gotcha. to scan it from there. And Bubbles and Buttercup's colors were actually switched. Bubbles was green and Buttercup was blue. I like it better the way it is. Their designs are loosely inspired by the art of Margaret Keene. Uh, have you ever seen any of this lady's art? No. No. Uh, you're not missing out on much. I'm not a big fan of her art. It's It's weird. It's a little creepy, but that's not why I don't like it. I like creepy art. Creepy art's fucking awesome. Like Slenderman. Yeah, I don't like her art, though. It, but the big eyed, big heads like, I mean, that's also very inspired by chibi chibi, you know, the Japanese art form of like showing characters shorter with bigger heads. Oh, yeah. Shorter limbs. Okay. I think that's more of a direct influence. But I mean, the Powerpuff Girls teacher is Mrs. Keene. I was going to say, so. do you think there's some sort of uh, connection there? Yeah, it ha- has to be. Has to be. Yeah, in 1992, he originally created a a story called Whoop Ass Stew. Yeah, like a cartoon short. Yeah, it was a little short, and it was basically the same thing. He used sugar, spice, and everything nice to create these girls, but instead of Chemical X, it was a can of Whoop Ass. Yeah, a can of Whoop Ass was the the secret ingredient, the Gee, accidental ingredient. I wonder why why they changed that to put it on Cartoon Network. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Cartoon Network. Basically, they gave him the deal to have a short on the What a Cartoon Show. Do you remember that show? Yeah. Um. Was it pre-Cartoon Cartoon? No, but it was pre a lot of the ones that defined Cartoon Cartoon. Like, Dexter's Lab also started on the What a Cartoon Show. It, they would show it really okay, late yeah, at night. Yeah, it would be, they would have a few different uh, little mini shows yeah. on there. Is that where, isn't that like where uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog started? I'm not sure. I believe Adventures uh, of Cow and Chicken had a short on Very there. Very possible. But yeah, obviously Cartoon Network made him change the name of the girls from the Whoop-Ass Girls and the name of the ingredient from a can of Whoop-Ass. Man, all these dirty execs infringing on our creative rights. But that short, Whoop-Ass Stew, is on YouTube. It's really cool to watch and see. But the name he came up with, of course, was the Powerpuff Girls. And something I find really interesting, supposedly... Two of McCracken's friends separately came up with the name Powerpuff on their own. But unfortunately, that What a Cartoon Show short, entitled The Powerpuff Girls in Meet Fuzzy Lumpkins, didn't test well and Cartoon Network greenlit Get Dexter's off Lab my instead. Property. So Dexter's Lab got greenlit and McCracken worked on that with his friend Gendy Tartakovsky. Oh, that's good. At least he still had work. So the show has been released internationally. You'd say it's been released all over the place. It's a fucking smash success. Your words, not <laughs> mine, but I'll go with it. In China, their names actually aren't translated to the same as their as their names in the show, Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup. But they're the Chinese symbols for flower is Blossom, Bubble is Bubbles. That sounds about right. And weirdly enough, Buttercup's name is Harry. (laughs) 
<laughs> True story. Harry, huh? Yeah. I guess that 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 adds a whole new layer to the Chinese version of the movie. You've never seen the movie. But... Maybe she's just so angry because she's so hairy. Well, in the beginning of the movie, when they're first created and the professor is naming them, Blossom is the first one that opens up to him. And she's like, hey, hi, professor, and everything. And he's like, oh, you're so adorable. You just opened up to me like a flower. Like, like a flower blossom. Because of that, I'm going to name you Blossom. And then Bubbles is like, hee. And he's like, oh, and look at you. Aren't you just a little giggly, bubbly ball of joy? So I'm going to name you Bubbles. And then he looks over at Buttercup, and Buttercup is just, like, smiling, like, waiting, like, eagerly anticipating her naming. And the professor's like, and I'll name you Buttercup, because it also begins with a B. (laughs) And and then she just gets, like, "Mm," and crosses her arms and gets all pouty. And then there's hair in the arms? (laughs) Apparently in the Chinese version, they probably... Photoshopped a bunch of hair on her arms. She and, hasn't learned how to shave I'll yet. I'll call you Harry because you haven't learned how to shave yet. <laughs> so their names all start with a B, and they all have a set of double letters yeah. in them. Very S, true. B, and T. Are you saying there's like some secret Da Vinci code here? I'm trying to unravel it as we speak. <laughs> I yeah, just just keep going. If I'm a little distant, that's what I'm thinking of right now. So <laughs> proceed. You didn't see the new special that premiered a few weeks ago, did you? Powerpuff Girls Dance Pants. I'm sorry, what? I was still thinking of the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> the No, the special? I did not. Dude, this special they aired a few weeks ago, fucking awesome. I loved it. How long was it? Was it... It was like a half a, hour. So it was in like a normal show. 22 minutes, something like that. Yeah. It was completely computer animated, but not in that cheesy CG sense. Like, it was fantastic. The animation was beautiful. It really gave an element of movement and character to these characters. <laughs> and okay. I loved it. And uh, a lot of people are kind of hating on it because they're like, oh, it's not the original Powerpuff Girls. They're changing it and blah, blah. I'm kind of like, you know what? Fuck you. That's so close-minded. Granted, Craig McCracken didn't work on it, but the guy who directed it was a storyboard artist on the original Powerpuff Girls. All the original voice actors are back. And you watch it, well, it's good, just like an episode of the Powerpuff Girls. There's nothing about it that is ruining your childhood. Get the fuck over it. Stop being stubborn. Just the animation itself. A lot of people seem to get ornery over that. Uh, I do have one question to ask you. After 10 years of it not being on, was the villain at least more Jojo? Yes. Thank you. It was great, though. I'm going to check that out because in you know, what um, little I have seen, he is hands down my favorite villain just because of the way he talks. I, Mojo Jojo and Bubbles are my two favorite characters. I can't pick one over the other. Who's your favorite Powerpuff Girl? Oh, I'm pretty sure my girlfriend would beat me if I didn't say Bubbles. But is it legitimately Bubbles? Yeah, she's the fun, most fun, I'd say. I love Bubbles. Me and you, I guess we got the same taste there. Dude, Mojo Jojo is a fantastic character. He is. Uh, I mean, the other ones are, are cool and all. There's only one set of villains that I really don't like, and that's the Gangrene Gang. They're fucking annoying. Nobody likes them. Douchebags. Uh, another interesting fact about that special, though, I don't know if you knew this, Craig, but Ringo Starr actually did a guest voice in it. It's good to see him getting some work. Yeah, he played international mathematician pop star Fibonacci sequins. I like that, though. Fibonacci sequins. Like, he's got sequins on his clothing. I was thinking of Fibonacci sequence. Exactly, which is where the name comes from. Yeah. So the Powerpuff Girls were created by Professor Utonium in an attempt to create the perfect little girl. To do this, 
He used the ingredients we all know you should the use. The ingredients thrice. Sugar, spice. And everything nice. But unfortunately, due to the antics of a unenlightened Mojo Jojo. And to be honest, he, he just wanted some attention. The professor's mysterious experimental substance known as Chemical X was accidentally spilled into the concoction. And thus, we've got the Powerpuff Girls. That Chemical X is something, I tell you what. It gives you flight, super strength, heat vision. It's like, it's like the yellow sun to Superman. Well, it's also responsible for Mojo Jojo's head, intellect, brain, yes. his brain. So first we have Blossom, the pink Powerpuff Girl. She's the leader. Yeah, and sort of the strategic tactician of the group. She's the smart one. She's the free speaker. She was created from everything nice. That was her ingredient. And she has the unique power of ice breath, which is pretty cool. Again, Superman did it first. Ice breath? Yeah, he's got ice breath. You think he did it first before anybody else? Um, I don't know. Then we'll get into when did the ice breath first happen in the comics. I'm guessing it was probably in the 40s or 50s. So Blossom likes to listen to smooth jazz music. Oh, man, who doesn't? She also enjoys reading, school, and she's very into her hair. She combs it a lot, doesn't she? I feel like any episode I've seen of the Powerpuff Girls, she's combing her hair at some point. Yeah, that, that might be a fair assessment. Some of her signature techniques are microscopic vision and lightning bolts. That's kind of cool. Lightning bolts. It's it's the power of the gods, man. And did you ever see the episode where they all tried to be, quote unquote, better superheroes and they made up these new identities? Oh, I don't think so. Oh, it was pretty cool. And that blossom was Liberty Bell. She was sort of like a Wonder Woman mixed with Captain America character. That's cool. Yeah, she had the Lariat of Guilt and a Freedom Mobile. The Lariat of Guilt? Yes. And she drove a Freedom Mobile, which was much less efficient than flying. Bubbles, i.e. the cute and sensitive one, uh, her ingredient was sugar. And she's also the blue one, and she has, uh, she's the one with pigtails. Yeah, she's got her best friend, the little stuffed octopus oh, named Octi. Octi. Yeah, that's, that's, that's her best friend there. She also has a unique power, the power to understand numerous languages. I was just going to say, she talks to squirrels. Yeah, she can understand human and animal languages. And I think she's even been shown to talk to monsters before, too. I can just imagine. Another unique power is that she emits supersonic waves with her voice, like a, almost like a Black Canary type deal. Yeah, so I guess her unique power in general is kind of lingual. Lingual. Like, Bubble lingual. That's my new favorite word. <laughs> For real. I was just like thinking as soon as I finished it saying that word, I was just like nailed it. <clears throat> but to a lesser extent, she is also very fluent in Spanish. And Japanese. What about Farsi? I don't know. We'll have to ask her when she when we see her. Bubbles likes listening to pop music and she also enjoys toys, drawing, coloring, animals, cartoons. That makes sense that uh she listens to pop. Music, huh? Oh, I see what you did there. Some of her signature techniques are vaporizer, electricity ball, and electric blast. I don't believe that. It just sounds like Pokemon moves to me. None of those are Pokemon moves. Really? 
Not one of them. Energy Blast isn't a Pokemon move? It's Electric Blast. Same no. thing. Okay, that's not a Pokemon move? Nope. You've got to be kidding me. I'm You've not. got to be kidding me. You think me. I'm shitting you? Well, I said kidding. <laughs> so, no, I, I haven't smelt that yet. Her alter ego, when they decided to become quote-unquote better superheroes, was Harmony Bunny, who uses stickers. Most of her attacks are angry stickers. You and get a frowny face. That's mostly inspired by her favorite manga. Chisai Bunny Bunny no Kawari Boken Manogatari. I'm fairly certain you're fluent in Japanese. I wouldn't say fluent. Better, that is way better than what I could have done. Just telling you right now. Last but not least, we have Buttercup, i.e. the feisty one. Yeah, the toughest fucking badass tomboy of the group. Yeah, uh, her ingredient was spice, as of course. you could probably tell. She has a green blanket named Blanky. That's, <laughs> I don't know what else you would call a blanket other than Blanky. Yeah, you're right. I guess you wouldn't really call a blanket Carl or oh. Lauren. or. This is my Blanky, Tomas. This is my blanket, Hernandez. Oh, okay. This is my blanket. Guy Fox. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Anybody? I'm a goddamn blanket now. It's not the name of me blanket. Me blanket's name is John Johnson. How Can we just beat that horse just a few more times? Sure. Why not? Why not? Just kill it in this fucking episode. So Buttercup was actually originally going to be named Bud. <laughs> that would have sucked. Yeah, she, she kind of gets the short end of the stick. She's just like the... Leftover. <laughs> she also doesn't have a unique power. Well, I mean, I guess if you don't count curling your tongue, <laughs> something I can do, honestly. She makes up for it in the fact that she's the toughest one, though. She's she's the she's the bruiser of the group. Yeah, she's the strongest and the fastest of the Powerpuff Girls. She also is way more into music than the other girls. She likes hardcore, metalcore, party music, punk rock, and disco. But she doesn't really like classical. Pop or hip-hop? I was on board with until you said disco and party music. Because party music is basically like pop music, anything mainstream. Unless you're talking about house music, like uh, She EDM. must be, because she doesn't like It's got to be EDM, right? Yeah, she raves. She probably that listens to dubstep. Raves. Yeah, she does. Oh, She's on man. YouTube I'm looking at Powerpuff that, dubstep remix. She's all like, Skrit, 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 Skrillex. Some of her signature techniques are tornado generation, ball blast, ouch, that's gotta hurt, black hurricane, that's racist, energy orb, and thunderclap, that's disgusting, oh, and fireball. That's a tasty candy. Her alter ego was Mange, which was this dark, shadowy vigilante in the no, tradition just, of Spawn or you're Batman. Sitting there, you're sitting there like, her alter ego is Mange. And for a second, in my mind, I was thinking power. And all I could think of was like, making animals <laughs> chupacabra-like. Her power is Mange. Don't I'll let her give around this animal Mange. <laughs> now, Craig, are you familiar with the Powerpuff Squirrel? Would that be Bullet? Yeah, boy. Yeah, it was a squirrel that somehow received uh, Chemical X. Do you know how it received it? Yeah, you didn't see the episode? I didn't. Basically, 
this eagle was out hunting for food and he was about to eat this squirrel and Bubbles heard him calling for help because she can understand languages. So she flew out to save him, brought him back to the house, but he was critically injured and the professor had a talk with them and he's like, look, like he kind of told them about death and that this squirrel probably wasn't going to make it. Well, that that took a dark turn for an episode. Yeah, and Bubbles couldn't handle it. She got up in the middle of the night, went down to the basement, got some Chemical X, and put it in with the squirrel's food, which healed the squirrel, but of course also gave it powers. Of course, of course. So what powers does this dirty squirrel have? Oh, all the just like the Powerpuff Girls. Same kinds? And he actually fought alongside them for a little while and eventually went back to the forest, and now he protects the The city of Nutsville! Which is kind of like... Bubbles, you just, like, fucked the entire ecosystem of the Townsville Forest. Like, eagles need to eat, too. So, oh, yeah, so now Bullet's just going to be protecting all the other animals, and the eagles aren't going to have any food. Yeah, and then you know what's going to happen? A year or two from now, we're going to be overpopulated. And there's going to be no acorns, and then all the fucking plants that they eat are going to die out, and then they're going to die out, and then the eagles are going to die out. Thanks a lot, Bubbles. She's, um... Suddenly not quite my favorite anymore. She doesn't understand long-term thinking. Well, to be fair, she is five years old. And yes, all the girls apparently are five years old, and they stand at about two foot three inches and weigh 61 pounds. Yeah, and I don't think it's a coincidence that the second episode that Bullet appeared in, Townsville was just completely overrun with squirrels. Oh, maybe that's uh, Craig McCracken's little jab at ecosystem satire i don't know perhaps i'm just saying maybe bullet beating the shit out of every predator that's just trying to eat and survive through the day didn't quite work out causing a great disturbance to all of our it's an imbalance that's for sure although would you say that maybe perhaps if it weren't for the powerpuff girls the human population wouldn't be overrun or is this totally different waters we're treading in here Hmm, that's a good question. Maybe it was meant that all those people should have died horrifically in the Fuzzy Lumpkins attack. So maybe that's really the the message that Powerpuff Girls is all about drilling home here. Don't fuck with <laughs> shit. Shit's meant to be. Bad message. It's all about fate and destiny. Uh, I found a little compilation of likes and dislikes of the girls in general as a whole, as a unit. Some of it's kind of funny. Others kind of like, duh. So maybe if I do it in the voice of the narrator, it might make it a little more interesting. <laughs> I think that applies to pretty much anything you could possibly say. The girls, they like the city of Townsville. They <laughs> well, like... of course they do. Professor Utonium. Well, of course they do. They like Pokey Oaks Kindergarten, this as is... well as Miss Kane. I feel like this list is a cop-out. Like, of course they like those things. They like... Lucky Captain Rabbit King Nuggets. I believe it's what? a food. Oh, okay. Like chicken nuggets. Wait, Ooh. Lucky Captain Rabbit King Nuggets? Yep. It's so like it's brand. nuggets made from the Lucky Captain Rabbit King? No, Lucky Captain Rabbit King is a brand, I believe. So what kind of nuggets, nuggets are they? They're his nuggets. What are they made of? Nuggets of what? I don't know. <laughs> Snips, snails, and puppy dog tails? No, that's the Rowdy Rough Boys. Ah, fuck! Always get those two confused. I love the Rowdy Rough Boys. I thought they were so fucking cool. Yeah, they are. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, their voices weren't the greatest, but they were fucking cool. Cool concepts. The girls like candy. Um, yeah. The month of April. Who doesn't? 
to that's both little, those that's things. A diff- yeah, but th- I mean, that's their favorite month. You know, is your favorite month April? No, because I associate. I was mainly saying candy. Oh well, because I mostly associate April with uh, disgusting, muddy, wet, rainy weather. That's April Central New York cool, for you. I, I like April. I mean, it's it's the official end. Is generally, you know, when when it starts to get warmer and nicer around here, but. It's that most of it is that process of going from we just had a bunch of snow on the ground and it's all melting and, you know, you, you don't want to walk in it because it's, it's muddy and disgusting and you shouldn't <laughs> wear your new kicks. The girls also like going to the multiplex, catch a flick, <laughs> playing tag and fighting crime. Well, yeah, but there are some dislikes that they have. I mean, they're, they're mostly positive people, but... Yeah. I mean, let's be real here. There, there's stuff that grinds all of our gears. They dislike the town of Citiesville. Where's that? Uh, it's uh, neighboring adjacent. They dislike silent movies. <laughs> Getting sunburned. They're missing out on a lot of classics. They really are, man. If if only they would have... That means they're never going to watch Nosferatu. Seriously. Or is it, what is it, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari? Seriously. Another big one? Any Charlie Chaplin? Seriously. Fucking A. Seriously. That's Well, that's five-year-old logic, though. Seriously. <laughs> Anything I say has been accompanied perfectly with... Seriously. They dislike being called brats. Who wouldn't? Seriously. But mostly, and most importantly, they dislike liver and onions. Seriously? It's a disgusting meal, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't want liver and onions. Uh, I mean, just think about it. It's just, ugh, it's disgusting. I never had to eat liver and onions. I remember growing up, that's what they talk about on cartoons. Well, that was... Uh, Doug Funny hated Doug liver Funny's and onions. Doug Funny's most, most hated food. I was just going to say that. That's weird. Awesome. But I was like, man, this poor guy, his parents just force him to eat liver and onions. Yeah, uh, my family never had liver and onions. I think the closest... It's because it's gross. Yeah. The closest (laughs) comparative food I probably could have been told, well, you're eating this or you're not eating it all tonight, would would have been uh, Salisbury steak. Yeah. That's pretty gross. Brussels sprouts? I love Brussels sprouts. Fucking love them, man. They're delicious. That and yeah, asparagus like in, are like two of my favorite vegetables. In Cartoon Land, parents are just sadistic fuckers that are like, all right, honey, tonight's fucking liver and onions night, so steal your fucking gut. Get ready <laughs> to force some of this shit down so we can make Plug our kids your nose. do it. This is what we're eating. Because... Don't let them see any weakness in your eyes as you're shoveling this fucking rancid-ass <laughs> shit down your throat. Maybe it's because the parents come from a time where there was a recession and all they were left to eat was the fucking disgusting throwaway parts of the animal, like the liver. And the onion. Well, onions were cheap. <laughs> cheap grows. <laughs> I like onions. I like onions, but... I like onion rings. Let's keep it away from liver. So in the Old West, an ancestor of Professor Utonium actually created the Steamy Puff Girls. Steampunk Girls? The Steamy Puff Girls. I don't care. I'm calling them Steampunk Girls. Yeah, they were created to protect the town from Mojo the Kid, who robbed the first bank ever. And instead of Professor Utonium's ancestor, it wasn't, uh, it was Steampunk Morgan Freeman. (laughs) And what he used to create them was sassafras, arsenic, and everything old-fashioned. 
coal was the extra ingredient because they use like coal-powered steam engines to fight crime. Ah, yes. I'm so surprised there's no sarsaparilla. Lame. This is stupid. I hate when they do that in shows. Like, his ancestor did the same exact thing he did. They all had the same names. What? And, like, what's, what's so unrealistic about that? That's totally foreseeable. It's fucking stupid. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Now, in the comics, though, there were the Power Punk Girls. Now, this I can get down with. This was an alternate dimension. So it makes sense that they would be slightly different versions of the same characters. It doesn't make sense that that would just happen twice under totally different circumstances, produce the same cast of characters. Right. But in an alternate dimension, sure, because the science. It's something different. Uh, similar events happen, but slightly different. Yeah, and apparently Craig McCracken actually intended the Powerpunk Girls to be in the show, but the episodes were never produced. In this issue, which was basically issue 50 of the Powerpuff Girls comic, the Powerpuff Girls find a vortex to an alternate dimension where Oppressor Plutonium rules over the city of Viletown with his muscles, Berserk, Brat, and Brute. I see what you did there. I didn't do shit. Oppressor Plutonium. Yes. And and uh, the Powerpunk Girls are sort of his uh, enforcers, if you will. So they're bad. They're evil. Yes. And the city is protected by the hero, Joe Momomo. Oh! He's a heroic monkey, of course, with a big old brain. That's the best kind of monkey you can want. Heroic one. <laughs> and the Powerpunk Girls were made from salt, vinegar, and everything nasty. Oh, I thought it would have been better if you said and everything bitter. Salt, mm. vinegar, and everything bitter. That would be pretty cool. It but a it is what it girls, is, probably. Right. Bunch of I, I like them. I like the Powerpunk Girls. They're cool. Their designs are fucking awesome. I would love to see them used more as a villain, as I would the Rowdy Rough Boys. You'd like to see more of? What if the Rowdy Rough Boys teamed up with the Powerpunk Girls to defeat the Powerpunk Girls? That would be fucking awesome. So I'm not sure how legitimate this is. I don't know where they got their intel, but supposedly, according to something I read online. The city of Townsville is located in season one in Illinois, in season two in Washington, in season three in New York, in season four in California, in season five in Missouri, and in season six in Texas. Well, it's like the island from Lost. Just keep (laughs) popping up wherever. That's weird. What if there was a city like that that just randomly like phased in and out to different locations? I'm sure the location it would phase in would be uh, like a, an area of nothingness, like plains maybe, or just a forest, and then this would just be on top of it. And the the city of Townsville is just oblivious to this ever happening. It <laughs> kind of is one of those things. You're now in a different state. Dude, it would be a nice place to live other than the rampant crime because... Oh, other than that? I mean, it's not like Gotham City. Like... Granted, Gotham City is painted to have like a lot of really good citizens. It's more like Metropolis. But like in Townsville, everybody treats everyone with respect. Like it's it's really there's nice weather. It's it's a fucking metropolis. It is. Or a central city. Except there's a lot of crime. But luckily like in Central City. There's the Powerpuff Girls. Unlike Central City. Okay, so I heard of something. I guess they had to make anime version of Powerpuff Girls. Oh, in I Japan? didn't see this. Yeah, it was it called Powerpuff Girls Z. Yeah, or PPGZ. It's to, not you that know good. to to the to the clairvoyant. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. 
<laughs> they can see the future? Yeah, no. To the clairvoyant, it's known as, this is shit, don't watch this. <laughs> they, they know it. The clairvoyance. No, to everybody, you know, the non-noobs, I guess I would say. It's really not that good. The basic plot is that Professor Utonium's son, Ken Kitzawa, I don't know why he's not Ken Utonium, uh, uses Chemical Z, which is an advanced version of his older chemical, Chemical X, to turn three ordinary girls, Momoko, Miyako, and Kaoru, into hyperblossom, rolling bubbles, and powered buttercup. Powered buttercup. I can just picture this being Powerpuff Girls meets Speed Racer. It's... Um, yeah, it's it's not very good. You would think an anime based around Powerpuff Girls would have the potential to be awesome, but mm, didn't happen. Well, honestly, if you had no idea what the Powerpuff Girls were and you just heard about them, not even thinking what animation it was, honestly, I would think it might have been anime. It could have been an it's anime. It's very inspired you know? by that whole anime culture. Until you realize that their features aren't as defined. But I like it. Yeah, it's very clearly American animation. But, oh man. It's a fucking classic of American animation. I love it. Powerpuff Fuck, Girls Z is? It's a classic of American animation? No, Powerpuff Girls. Obviously. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm trolling that's what you we were. Wait, bit. that's what you were talking about a yeah. minute ago, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. I was just trying to troll you. Good. So, so <laughs> we're on the same page. The same page that me and Craig can both be found on is, uh, of course, facebook.com slash fairpointpodcast. That's the main hub right there. Yeah, absolutely. Up until secretroommultimedia.com is running. And even after it's running, that's still it's, a home base. So for... basically, it's kind of like uh, the Dark Knight version of the Batcave. It's a temporary hub. I mean, yeah, but but tempor- temp- temp- permanent. Temp- permanent as in... It ain't going nowhere. It's not going anywhere. It's just going to be... You know, once that's that's won't be our mainstay place. Yeah, there's always going to be shit on the Facebook page for Fairpoint that you won't find on SecretRoomMultimedia.com. So, but at the same time, you're not going to actually be able to download episodes of Fairpoint from the Facebook page. Well, that'd just be that's silly where you and find stupid. the ancillary content. The, no, the that's where pictures, you find the link the, to it. Yeah, uh, another place you could check out would be our YouTube page. YouTube.com backslash Fairpoint Podcast. Subscribe to us. Give us reason to make more of our clips into video format. Yeah, we don't have a whole lot of videos. We'll be honest. They, they don't come good. out that Honestly, often. Honestly, I'll be honest. They're fucking better than the actual segments during that we were talking in. Yeah, we, we wish we had time to do at least one video for every episode. But as of right now, we don't. And maybe one time in the future we will. Maybe. Perhaps. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at FairPointPod. Go check out the SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash, what is it? What is it? Is it Silf Radio? And it's FairPoint Podcast. FairPoint Podcast. But so s- close. I had two options to choose from. Because <laughs> Silf Radio is, of course, my other podcast. It's all about Pokemon, completely centers around the universe of Pokemon. It's FairPoint for Pokemon. Check it out. Sylph Radio Podcast. You can find it on Facebook. You can find it on iTunes. And, of course, subscribe on iTunes for both of us, Sylph Radio and for Fairpoint Podcast. Uh, give us a five-star. That's all we want. Four stars are cool, too. Yeah, makes us seem more real. Three stars. I ain't mad at you. 
two stars like seriously dude yeah like seriously is it that you, bad? you is it, it was that bad that you had to give us a two star and you couldn't just though, decide to move on that's legitimate though if it was just please shoot us an email at fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com let us know why it was a bad review tell us how we can improve other than you know uh get your heads out of your asses and once again the day is saved thanks to nathan capacer and craig lewis Talk to you guys next time.